Hey everyone, this is Hovercraft Joe, and I hope you've been enjoying Last Action Podcast and the other podcasts here at GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called The post credit Scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. It's 1997. Tyson bites Holyfield. El Nino causes hurricanes that destroys lives. And Sirius Black and Han Solo square off at 30,000 feet. Get off my plane. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. It's I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. It is I, the Sphinx, and with me, as always, Hovercraft Joe. (laughs) What up, Sphinx? How are you doing? I am great. How are you, buddy? Uh, not too bad, you know? Excited to be here. Me too. Because, man, do we got a whopper of a film <laughs> tonight. Today. Gonna, yeah. Okay? Uh, and we have some great guests with us today. Well, so, may, maybe we should mention who's not here, though. Oh, good call. <laughs> hey, guess what, everybody? Guess who's not here? Oh, where'd it go? No! <laughs> there it is! No LPJ's L- gone. No, no LPJ today. Nope. That fucker's gone again. <laughs> okay. So, sorry, didn't, didn't mean to interrupt your uh, intro. Sound. No, I got so excited that he wasn't <laughs> here that I forgot to uh, <laughs> to hit the horn. So let's just do it one more time. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, we have a returning guest for the third time, Kaz. Hey Look, guys. Kaz. Hey, what's up? Just here for the podcast. <laughs> Looking forward to a little Air Force One. Nice. Get off my plane. <laughs> and also with us, returning as well. But it's been a little bit of a while. We've got Josh. Happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> happy to be, happy to see you here with us. All right. So very, very exciting for today's episode. Yeah. So we're, we're doing Air Force One today, as has kind of been discussed. Um, you know, usually we start this stuff by kind of talking about our, uh, you know, kind of first experience, how we feel about this movie. So I don't know if one of you guys want to want to start off and kind of talk about your uh, opening or your first memories of this. It was the first movie my parents had on DVD. Nice. My family. <laughs> so we got a surround sound system and a, I guess it wasn't really high def TV back in, what, 97? <laughs> no. So a big like 32 inch tube TV and a DVD player. And this was the first movie that we had. Nice. nice. I like it. Kaz? Yeah, that's a, that's a good memory. I don't have, I don't remember the first time I saw this. I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a TV watch or something, probably. I mean, knowing your mom, there's no right. way in hell you're yeah, going to see it. I don't think it was rented, but I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I saw it a long time ago, but that's because the movie did come out a long time ago, but it was definitely at home. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. Like, it was 22 years ago this movie came out. <laughs> yeah, wild. Yeah. For me, uh, this was a family event, of course. as usual. Of course. So, you know, TV family sitting in the living room watching Air Force One together. So, 
I feel like this is as fair as far as some of the stuff you guys would watch in your living room. This is fairly tame. Yeah, I, <laughs> and you know, not to to well, Hovercraft Joe, you go next, and then I'll mention something about um, that. I, I would just say, you know, I don't specifically remember. I'm sure based on when this came out in the year that I saw it in the theaters, and I kind of remember probably with LPJ, but I don't remember specifically. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, probably saw it once or twice since then, but it had been a long time since I had watched it. I mean, decades probably since I had watched it. Well. Uh, so yeah, so it was it was fun to revisit it. Yeah, I did just recently watch this. I, I had a little operation with my nuts on some frozen peas, <laughs> and sure enough, it was on TV. So it wasn't that long ago I got to to watch this again. But but talking about like the appropriateness of the movie, so uh, there was a stat that I saw there. So the movie is rated R, which yeah. I feel like it's a pretty light R. Yeah, like I can't remember. Are there any f bombs in the movie? I don't know if there uh-huh. are, and if there are, it's very few. It's probably just for the gunshots. Yeah, right. Yeah. But even like the shots didn't seem bloody, like super violent. Uh, there. I mean, you got to remember also, like we said, it was a while ago. So I think yeah. you know, back then it was maybe a little different. You know, I think maybe these days you can get away with a decent amount more than you probably could back then. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. And I guess like Harrison Ford wanted tried to bring it to to PG-13. Yeah. Uh and he was unsuccessful in doing <laughs> that. So um I just find it funny that like an actor was the one that went to the MPAA like, "Listen, <laughs> I'm in this movie. You got to knock it down a notch, right? Let's make this PG-13." More Here's, people will see it if it's PG-13 though. That's exactly right. So, all right. Um movies directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who is a a huge name. Yeah. Uh, I've got on here uh, Never Ending Story. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> uh, das Boot, which he's got some Oscar wins for that one. Uh, Perfect Storm, Troy, uh, Poseidon, I think was the last major movie I saw that he did. I yep. think that was like 06, 07. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then I also had Outbreak, and I, I bring that oh. one up because as a little kid, that was another family <laughs> sit-down watch movie. I think that was the scariest movie when I was a kid to me, <laughs> of the in monkey. my life. Because of the monkey and, like, just the fear of, like, dying from a disease. Like, I legit had nightmares as a kid from the movie Outbreak. I still have not watched it to this day. Yeah, really? I, like, I feel like it would it. scare me more now as an adult. Right? <laughs> like, it just terrified me. So It's funny you mention that because, like, I kind of distinctly remember the first time watching Outbreak. And that was just, yeah, at home on TV. And I was like. Yeah, it, it it strikes you. Right? Does, <laughs> You're does. so vulnerable. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've been doing these horror movie specials on, yeah. for the show, and like those things aren't scaring me, but outbreak fucking terrifying. <laughs> Crazy zombies, no diseases, yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I had on here the film had a big budget. Yeah, I mean, uh, you think about the cast, it, it makes sense, but y- yeah, budget of eighty five million dollars, which is you know pretty hefty. I mean, especially considering that we're talking ninety seven. Yep. Uh, domestic gross 172 million and worldwide 315 so quite quite a success yeah i mean that's that's a massive number cuz i always think of the very first spider-man with toby maguire yeah. i think was one of the very first movies besides jurassic park to break the 400 million mark mm-hmm. and so like this one's not that far off from that and it's still 4 years prior to spider-man yeah so. And kind of segueing into that, kind of talking about those top grossing movies of 97, uh, I'm sure we've covered these before, but yeah. 1, 2, and 3, we got Titanic, Men in Black, and The Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, Air Force One actually came in fifth for the year, which is higher than I, oh, I kind of yeah. thought. 
if being honest. And then as far as movies that we've done on this podcast, it's beaten a couple that we've done. Uh, number 11, Face Off. Yep. Uh, number 15, Con Air. Ugh. And number 35 of the year, Starship Troopers. No way. Wow. <laughs> So there are some for nine like 1997 is is the I'm gonna say it is the peak year of crazy ass shit <laughs> action movies. The Apex. I, it is like you just mentioned Con Air and Face Off, and there's this one. Yeah, which how, is crazy. How as did shit. we get two crazy plane themed <laughs> action movies yeah. in the same year? I I don't know. Uh, and they're even like close in when they came out because Air Force One came out July 25th. And if I remember right, Con Air was in May. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I wasn't on that episode. Yeah, so. and I think even Face Off wasn't that early July. Face, yeah, they were they were close. Like all, yeah, they're all like summer blockbusters, right? Because like, I me- I remember when we did Face Off, it was like it came out within like two weeks of Con Air, either before oh, or okay, after. So maybe it. Like it was right around it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So very so, very crazy. Yeah, wild summer, I guess, for movies. And was, I and I remember seeing all of them. So yeah, <laughs> was Armageddon. Uh, 96? That would have been 98, I think. Yeah, oh, really? I think it was 98. Yeah, it would have yeah. been one more year. Yeah, because we. Yeah, I think we figured that out, yeah, which we haven't done that yet. I'm sure it'll come up. Oh, I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of just rounding up the numbers here, uh, Rotten Tomatoes on the 76%, which it seems about right. Yeah. And then a little surprising audience score of 66%. I, I would think on something like this, I would expect it to kind of be the other way around, but... Yeah. The, the the Rotten Tomato stuff always surprises me, I feel like, when I do it. Except for when it's a really bad movie and it's, like, <laughs> just bad. Yeah, and doing some of the research as well, like, I was reading some of the critic reviews and maybe, like, with what we just said with Con Air and Face Off, this movie is a little bit tamer than those two. Oh. So, like, comparatively <laughs> speaking, like, a lot of the critics were like, you know, this is just kind of good, clean, silly fun. Yeah. So they enjoyed it for what it was, you well, know? Well, so. yeah. I mean, I guess if you watch Con Air <laughs> and then you watch this, you're like, well, this is kind of reasonable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or definitely, oh, well, the last movie I just saw, some guy had his face taken off. <laughs> face yeah, this is a little off. bit more believable. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what a crazy fucking year. <laughs> did you did you want to close out these numbers by running through some net worth? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Maybe. Man, I got to keep that up. <laughs> All right, there it is. Okay, so let us start with uh, Xander Berkeley, who I believe plays Agent Gibbs in the movie. Correct. Any guesses um, on him? I think we might have done him before. But I think we have because he's been in a lot of our movies. I'm going to say five million. Okay. Yeah, like I don't even know this guy. Like, so I'll say like, yeah, t- t- uh, yeah. I'm gonna say eight hundred thousand. Okay, right. I'll say like three million. Two million. Okay. So so close. All right. Uh, what about uh, William H Macy? Mm. He's had a much bigger career lately. So I'm gonna say fifteen million. Okay. Was that one five? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um. I say like eight million. Okay. Twelve. Man, you guys lowballing William H. Macy, $45 million. <laughs> what? Good for yeah. you. You are shameless. All the residuals. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Damn. All right. All right. What do you think about Glenn Close playing the vice president, uh, Vice President Catherine Bennett? Well, you know she raked in the money in 101 Dalmatians. So <laughs> probably a ton of money. Shoot. Uh, $25 Okay. I'll say 50, five okay. zero. Okay. I'm going to go 30 Fifty million Ooh, on the wow. nose. Okay, I gotta keep oh. How you doing, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> All right, couple more here. Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary's got to be big now. Ivan Krushnov. Yeah, 
Uh, I'll say he's hundred million. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll say like one twenty. I'm, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go one fifty. Ooh, guys, shot a little too high. Only fifty million for Gary uh, Oldman. Oh, Sirius Black, something right? <laughs> he just won an Oscar a few years ago. All right. Uh, and then finally, for, not for not for Sirius Black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and finally, the man himself, uh, Han Solo, Harrison yeah. Ford. What do you think, Harrison Ford? Zillions. <laughs> I don't think. Were you on that? Ep- <coughs> you weren't on that episode. So Harrison Ford, we have not talked about the net worth. We have not. I, I, I yeah, I haven't done a movie with him. So. Yeah, I. It's got to be big. I, I'm gonna say four hundred million. Okay. It's, I was. Tr- it's funny because I was it's, maybe thinking four hundred, and I was, uh, tr- I was trying to like put it in some perspective. Like, did we say? Um, oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The guy who plays Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Did you say he was like five hundred million? Uh, no, he was around four hundred. Oh, yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. Oh man, because <laughs> I'm struggling because like he, Harrison Ford is such a big name, but I so, don't think he's been in like the recent movies that all make like just so much money. For, for that point, I'm gonna say two hundred. Okay, I, so I'll say like two thirty. But the movies I, he's been yeah. in are so insane. And I kind of wonder too if like he's good with money. Like he strikes me <laughs> as someone who could be good with money. So I'll say I'll say I'll say four fifty. Four fifty. A little high. Uh, Josh was close, to, or he was right. Two thirty. Two hundred thirty wow. million. Nice. Which, which is like I think you had to remember. Yeah, he was in some huge movies, but he doesn't do a lot of movies yeah. these days. So. Yeah. And he probably relatively what he got paid back then to make those movies. I'm sure he gets a lot on the back end, but still. Yeah. Like, yeah. Besides Star Wars, what was the last thing he was in before that? Well, Indiana that was, Jones's. Yeah, that's the, four of those. The Fugitive, Fugitive, which was huge. But, but like commercial, okay, day. Indiana Jones, Star Wars yeah. in the last five, six years. But before that, what? Yeah, that's true. I probably yeah, get, not he, much. I mean, he did the, um, you know, he was Jack Ryan and like Patriot Games yeah. and Clear and Present Danger. So, but still, I mean, two hundred thirty million dollars, I'll take it gladly. <laughs> if he just wants <laughs> yeah. to give me like a million of that, jump yeah. change. Yeah, I'm fine. So, but like, so like, if he did a movie today, right? Like, what do you think they'd pay him? Like. Well, I mean, Force Awakens million, I wasn't that was only four years ago. Yeah, but I bet I'll you bet did. you he made a lot for Force Awakens. Uh, maybe, maybe, but the rest of that crew, yeah, he was definitely the big relatively. Name. Yeah, he probably yeah, got right. all back end though on it. He probably didn't take anything up front. Could have been. Uh, you want to do lightning round? Yeah, let's all do it. All righty, here we go. All right, so uh, starting us off, in what state was Radic's palace and prison filmed in? Uh, Ohio. Yeah, it yeah. is Ohio. Yeah. What yeah. previous movie used the prison? Duh, I don't know. Huge movie about a prison. Like the, the, the Green Mile. <laughs> the Rock. Close. No. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I kind of mentioned this a little bit. Harrison Ford went to the MPAA to get the film's rating down from rated R to PG-13 and lost. But he was successful in what other movie he did. Uh, oh, it was uh, it was uh, clear and present danger, wasn't it? It was good work. Uh, in several public polls of which fictional president would you want in real life? Ford's Marshall is often number one. Who is often number two? Bill uh, Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. ID four. Greatest presidential speech of all <laughs> cinema. <laughs> I gave this one away already, but let's see if you remembered me saying it. Of the five people in the film who have been nominated for an Oscar, who is the only one who has won it? Glenn Close. No, nope. it was Gary Oldman. Uh, yeah. It was Gary Oldman. <laughs> 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 yeah. He was Winston Churchill yeah. a few years ago. 
And then finally, the Michigan-Notre Dame game that the president was watching was the real game from 1992. Who actually won that game? It was a tie. It was a tie. 17-17, yeah. 17-17, but in the film... My Wolverines, but not well, uh, 14 13 or something. I think it was, said, yeah, something 14, like that. 13 yeah. Michigan or something. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Which that's a, you know, that's a poke at uh, Gerald Ford, who obviously was a president of ours that went to U of M. So obviously. obviously. <laughs> good, good poke. Good poke. Yeah. Got him. Take that, <laughs> Jerry Ford. <laughs> yeah. Got you good. Sure did. But he went to Michigan and they won, so it's not really (laughs) a dig on him, right? (laughs) No. If Michigan had lost, it would have been like, take that. That's true. It's true. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Soundtrack-wise, the score is done by Jerry Goldsmith, who is a huge name. Um, but passed away quite a quite a while ago. But he's big for actually the Star Trek movies. Is, is Jerry Goldsmith and a fifty, sixty other movies? Yeah, I've been listed really as like two hundred and fifty four different things. Good Lord. Uh, just things of note: movies that he's done music for that we've covered: uh, First Blood, okay, and uh, Total Recall. Nice. So, all right. So we do have here uh, the Air Force One main title. So we're gonna play a quick clip from that, and then there's been more recent news about this theme. Uh, which we'll talk about right afterwards. It is a rousing theme, right? I feel like I should be standing up with my hand over my heart or (laughs) something, you know? So good. So this song (laughs) has been used a lot recently by our current president, (laughs) good old President Trump. So apparently he used this song frequently during his campaign in 2016, with which finally the people from the movie said, Mr. Trump, Stop using our song. <laughs> and he now is not allowed to do it anymore. So just wanted to bring that up. So, yep. But did you guys catch who originally was supposed to do the score for this movie? Because yeah, this is kind of bonkers. Yeah, it was Randy Newman, right? <laughs> Randy Newman like, of in, Toy Story fame. Like, in as much as like, he recorded like a lot of it, right? A ton of it. And then they didn't like it. Because I saw that they said that, uh, that uh, Jerry Goldsmith had like 12 days to do the, <laughs> yeah. the, the score. I guess you got a friend in me just doesn't fit Air Force <laughs> One a whole lot. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I, they thought that'd be a good idea. I don't know. And I I think I remember reading that some of the work that Randy Newman did, they ended up using in Toy Story 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. Which yeah. I'm really curious, <laughs> like, like what? what songs from Toy Story 3 were supposed to be in Air Force One? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Is it the scene where people are getting sucked out of the plane? <laughs> like, where exactly is this coming from? Yeah, that's wild. You don't think he's like working on Toy Story 3 and he's like, oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I remember writing something sure for Air Force, Air Force One. <laughs> Not even close, but <laughs> we can right. recycle that. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so bizarre. All right, last thing I got till we can finally get into the movie here are our taglines. Oh shoot, man, we got some good ones here. All right, the first one: Harrison Ford 
is the president of the United States. That's okay. it. <laughs> That's it. Congratulations. Okay. All right. Yep. Next one. Impenetrable. Invincible. In trouble. Not bad. I, I, I'm okay. I like <laughs> that, that one. one a little bit. Yeah. The fate of a nation rests on the courage of one man. Okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. sure. It doesn't. Really, though, like, it's just the fate of, like, his family and the people on that plane. That's overselling it a bit. (laughs) Yep. And the last one. The most important man, the surest airplane, the most dangerous hijackers. Surest? (laughs) Surest. Yeah, that's too wordy. I don't like that one. Yeah. Not a fan Those are great. Especially that Harrison Ford (laughs) in the movie. It's like, yeah, okay. All right, sweet. That's like the, uh, like, call sheet, not a tagline. It's like, this is a movie about the president. That's, yeah, that's a bad one. Yep. Um, Yep, Indeed. All right, so we want to try and run through uh, the plot of this thing? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Pretty straightforward. Yeah. (laughs) So it it starts with, I guess, uh, uh, a kidnapping, if you want to say, or... Yeah, uh, Kazakhstan. Yeah, like a group of... uh, What we learn is like a a coalition force of uh, Americans and Russians, like pulling off this mission. They parachute in, shooting a bunch of guys, you know, really efficient. They kidnap a guy. Uh, take him out to a helicopter and kind of fly out, right? Uh, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I that's 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 about it. Uh, and, and then there's a big dinner. Yeah, in big, Moscow. In Moscow, yeah. And we learned that the guy that they captured was this General Ivan Radic. Yes. Uh, who was kind of like a evil dictator, warlord type guy. Some extremist, yeah. Yeah. Who, who apparently wants to take back over Mother Russia. Yeah. Which <laughs> and is, bring it back to its communist it roots. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? like the whole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. USSR. Sure. Thing. Why not? This sounds accurate. I guess I didn't real. even really think about that. Like, that was his plan. It was like, <laughs> well, you know what? We want to make it communist again. So. <laughs> You know, when it's a political movie and it's the 90s, you, you can always throw the Reds in there for being the troublemakers. <laughs> they probably just spun the wheel and, like, who's the villain? Oh, that's yeah. right, Russia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, like you said, they have this big dinner. They're kind of congratulating the president, who's played by Harrison Ford, and he gives this big speech, and he, he like, goes off the book and gives this big speech about how, like, oh, uh, they call it his be afraid speech, how yeah. they're going to go after terrorists and how they're not going to be passive anymore, and we should have done this sooner. And he's just kind of really, like, goes off book and, like, makes a bold statement about, like, what, what the U.S. is going to do going forward. Yeah, it's your turn to be afraid. Yeah, that's what, what it is. Yeah. So nice, but it's not like a like it's it's not like super ego driven, right? Like because they said like he saw like the refugee camps and he saw like yeah. all the people that died and he was like he was really taken aback that they like that the U.S. just you know sat idly by for so long. So he was like really shaken at that, and so he got pissed off and like I thought it was like kind of noble, like I. Th- I thought it was yeah. kind of a cool kind his of staff a thought take. It was bullshit. Oh yeah, his staff <laughs> like yeah. Oh, staff was not like, happy. Oh, you didn't run this by us, right? Well, well and I think it kind of helps. <laughs> Early on in the movie, established that yeah. as the president Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, he kind of like he won't really be reined in. He's kind of going to do what he wants to do and go up book. And he's not, you know, what I'm saying he's not like going to follow orders. Yeah, and he's going to like, yep. hey, I'm, I'm, yeah. So he's kind of a, a wild card in some sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so the motorcade uh, takes them to Air Force One, right? Which I did read that apparently the United States, from what I read, is the only country 
that when a president is visiting other countries, we bring our own motorcade. Oh, really? So apparently, like, if other leaders visit other countries, they'll just use whatever vehicles that country is giving them. But we we do not. So was, we fly our own motorcade. Seems like something we would to do. the site. <laughs> but I was kind of su- like I was surprised that we're the only country because like yeah. doesn't who who's the guy in uh, South Korea right or North Korea? North Korea. Uh, well, he Kim, doesn't travel. Yeah, he doesn't leave. Though. Yeah, uh, he doesn't leave. Well, I thought he had like a train that he used, and maybe it's all just within Korea. Yeah, maybe within but Korea or China or s- something. Since I read a lot of automotive news, <laughs> yeah. I know that he also has his own poop car <laughs> so he's got his own like it's his motorcade car and again maybe it doesn't leave the country but like this guy's got his own poop car in the motorcade that he poops in <laughs> so i was supposed to drive so, to be the so, driver of that car shitty job so maybe job. maybe that's one that when you go to another country you just poop in someone else's car what, what's your job with the president <laughs> i drive the poop car but, okay but for real though like i could kind of see like okay you want it you want the president in the safest, you know, car. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to rely on another country to provide you with that. Definitely not Russia based <laughs> on how this movie unfolds. That's for damn sure. Did you, this is uh, only kind of, uh, did you, I don't know the best time to bring it up, but did you see that they said that, like, they, they weren't going to give um, uh, Wolfgang Peterson access to Air Force One. Like, he wanted yeah. to actually see it, and they wouldn't. And then Harrison Ford called the White House, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. you can come check it out. Well, for Han Solo, anything. Yeah, well, which- yeah, and that goes back to Nick's comment about, oh, I'm surprised Harrison Ford went to go try to get the movie rewritten. Yeah. It's like, uh, who else, right? He's- well, I read, too, uh, I guess they altered the ending of the movie, and it was Wolfgang and Harrison Ford that rewrote, that wrote the ending. <laughs> Right, sounds right. right. Over like, a weekend or yeah, something. Like yeah. the writers get like no writers get involved. It's well, let's ask Harrison Ford what he wants to do. <laughs> let's circle back at the end because I'm curious what the other ending would. <laughs> right, it would be interesting. So they get to the motorcade and they get introduced um, to. Well, did you guys catch who is uh, welcoming the reporters and the president when he's about to get on the plane? No, it's Alice DeWall. Oh God, <laughs> it was Alice DeWall. <laughs> Which I don't know what that actor's name is. He shows up in another movie we have coming up, but it was yeah, Alice DeWall. Alice DeWall's there working security <laughs> to check everybody out um, with getting on the plane, and then that's where we are introduced to the terrorists, yeah. which are. Disguising themselves as reporters. Yeah, like a Russian news crew who's gotten clearance to get on the plane to kind of like interview the president and and will get like a day in the life or whatever. So uh, they get on. Here, the only thing about the terrorists, so, and I have this in my notes a couple of times, Gary Oldman's obviously the main one, the only one yeah. that I recognize. And in my notes, I refer to him as Spider Man's landlord because he was the guy in <laughs> oh, Spider Man no, 2 yes. and 3 who like was in Peter Parker's like landlord and was always like, rent, rent, like, yep. So, so Spider Man's landlord. I was trying to figure out what else I had seen him from. I'm, so I'm sure he's in a bunch of stuff, but to me, I was like, oh, it's Spider Man's landlord. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, so they're on the plane, you know, they're, they're taking off. Mm-hmm. This is where, like, there's, you know, he wants to find out the score of the Michigan football game. Right, and I think the only other, and I think the only important thing to mention is that his wife and daughter are on board, too. They were on this Correct. trip, and they're, like, back, and they're, they, they were at it, like, somewhere, but they're on the plane, too, so that's kind of important. And at it the comes ballet. Up. Yes, yes, that's it. 
And that's it. So they take off, and that's when uh, this is one of my most troubling things of this movie. So Xander Berkeley, mm-hmm. uh, who always seems to play like a dirtbag and everything, he's Agent Gibbs. He's a, a Secret Service agent, and he's like like the head of the Secret Service patrol for the president. It seems so. Or it doesn't seem like he's yeah, the one in charge. It seems like he's kind of like yeah, yeah, like yeah, top guy, guy. yeah, because it turns out like he's a bad guy because yes. he goes into the room where they keep all the weapons and stuff, and he's like, oh, check on this, that, and then he's like, boom, 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 and he like shoots all the Secret Service agents in there and, like, unlocks all the thing with all the weapons. Throws a smoke grenade, yeah. Yeah, and that's when, like, Gary Oldman and all his buddies run and they get the weapons and take over the plane. But the thing that I don't like, and I guess there's two things about it. They don't ever explain to you his motivation for doing this. He just does it, and it never comes up. There's no exchange, like, oh, here's the money, you know? Right, it's a payoff that you're you're waiting for the entire movie, and it literally never comes. Yeah, and I guess like one thing I saw, and I and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly. Said I guess in the novelization of the movie that they did, they went into his background a little bit more and explained he was kind of like disgruntled, and you know, so they got into it more there. But I just I kept waiting for like a little thing in the movie to be like, oh, like he didn't like interact with Gary Oldman at all in the movie. Really, it's not like oh here you go or anything. It's like he just does it, and then it's like yeah. I literally and we'll circle back to it, but I literally forgot. Because at one point I'm like, how is this movie not over? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's a bad guy, too. I completely forgot. <laughs> I have something about the end, too. Yeah, I will, we'll pin that. Well, okay. F- from what I researched as well, so his story was filmed. It was cut. Okay. And so it's kind of what you said. Like, he was uh, a former CIA agent that apparently, like, lost everything in his life due to a, a botched Cold War mission back okay. in the 80s. And so he kind of wanted revenge. And through his CIA work, he knew those terrorists. And so they kind of worked together to to stage this and I, event. And I, I think that's, I mean, like, maybe that's too much, but I think that's kind of a bad thing to cut out. I think you could have worked out something to give us right. some kind of idea of what his motivation was. Four or five minutes. Yeah, because, like, there was literally no, like, nothing. he had no idea why he yeah. did and, it. And from what I read, like, Wolfgang Peterson said that he thought it was too irrelevant to the plot. And I'm like... No, I think no, it's really relevant. It's definitely not. Why would, yeah, because why would what is his motive for the president? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like you are the top security agent for the president of the United States and you decide to fucking blow it to <laughs> for for Mother Russia? Yeah. To, to bring back the communists? <laughs> and like, you don't look Russian? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, are you going to be extradited to Russia after you successfully do whatever? Which is an, another point we can bring up is I don't like what is going to be the end game here? Like, yeah. you release the the prisoner, but then what do you do with the president, and what do you do on Air Force One? <laughs> you, like, you can't land. Well, I think they made it sound like, because they were flying it to Kazakhstan. Yeah. So I feel like, because yeah. they, they, they were like, oh, we'll oh, keep the yeah. president, because they thought maybe they could keep demanding stuff. And at that point, the tr- plane wasn't completely trashed. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, all right, like, I'll give that a... Barely passing grade, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, circling back to where we were, they take yeah. over. They shoot a bunch of people on the plane. They're like, "Oh, we got to get the president to the pod." P.S. Air Force One does not have an escape pod. Does not. <laughs> but so they, so they're like, "Oh, they go down to like I don't know. I'm just say the basement of the plane. I know that's probably not the best term, but so they're in the basement of the plane. There's this big like looks like a space capsule almost, yeah. and yeah. it looks like a pod from Star like, Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, are there droids in there? <laughs> 
So they they shoot the escape pod out. Everyone thinks the president's in it. So Gary Oldman's really mad because they wanted to get the president. Uh, that's when we find out. I I can't remember where, but like the real Russian news crew was murdered, and that yep. these guys are posing as them, which still doesn't necessarily explain how they got past. I guess um, Xander Berkeley maybe had something mm. to do with them being yeah. able to get past that. Um, so they call the VP, um, and, and, and his demand is basically that he wants that General Raddick free. They're, these are these, like, they're radicalists, they follow him, and they want him out of jail so he can try and turn yeah. Russia communist again. And then it becomes protocol that they've got the Air Force jet surrounding Air Force One. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meanwhile, the pilots are still secure, so they're trying to negotiate an emergency landing for Air Force One. That's right. I forgot about this. Part, which yeah. is going to be Germany. And so the reason why I bring this up is, like, I feel like this this scene also doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because in the film, the plane does land. Like, it hits the ground. So I almost feel like... Like, that should be it, right? Like, game <laughs> over. Like, the terrorists have lost if the plane hit the ground. Because, like, it's even slowing down and everything. Like, I feel like you could have done everything in your power at that point to make the situation end there. Well, you're forgetting that after he kills the pilots, <laughs> that Spider-Man's landlord starts flying the plane. <laughs> he drives it around a little bit, and they take and the, back the thing's off. thing's fucking swerving all over the, the tarmac. Yeah, I feel like a plane that big does not maneuver. How Fuck, they, no! <laughs> it's like making these tight turns. It's <laughs> no, like, a Corvette. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think it would work that way. I think you would just no. crash. No, and I guess the plane itself, so you mentioned a little, you know, you mentioned it that that Wolfgang Peterson wasn't allowed to, to actually see Air Force One until Harrison Ford said it. So the exterior of the plane is actually just a Boeing 747, Okay. which Air Force One is way bigger than a 747. Uh, they just colored it all up. So that's probably how they were able to actually maneuver it, because it's a smaller plane. But yeah, like the real Air Force One, that fucker's flipping over, <laughs> and you've got different chaos going on there. So, um, after the call about them releasing Radek, that's when they find out, because they go to the pod and, oh, surprise, the president's not in there. He stayed on the plane, because he's a badass. Um, he kicks the crap out of one of the bad guys. I think he, like, shoots him, and he gets a gun. Yeah. Um, but then, like, uh-oh, the other bad guys know he's on the plane, so that's when he goes and hides out again in, like, the basement of the plane. Um but do they? I don't think they know he's the president. No, they, they don't know. know. They just know someone. They yeah. secret service they, agent in the. Which that's another thing. Like, if these guys are trying to kidnap the president of the United States, don't you think they'd fucking know what he looks like? Well, from the one shot, he's at the way back of the basement. Yeah, he can't see him. You can't see it. All you see is a guy in a suit. So <laughs> it's darkly lit. You can't tell it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and that's when like leave. <laughs> And I don't remember the exact ultimatum, or like how much time, but basically he's uh, Gary Oldman is like, I'm gonna start shooting people. Yeah, every if, thirty minutes. Yeah, if you or don't like an hour, yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 if you don't release uh, General Wright, I'm gonna start shooting people. So he shoots the national security advisor, who's a character I think we were introduced to earlier. Yeah, um, yeah, because he was one that was pissed about the speech earlier. Yeah, great negotiator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, in the in the basement in the luggage, the president finds a phone. Uh, it, that I think <laughs> yeah. he knows it's there, right? Cause yeah, because he was looking through his luggage. He knew it was the in there chief, somewhere. Chief of staff, I think, or something like that, had it earlier in the limo. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Nice catch. <laughs> so he calls the White House. There's that hilarious thing where he calls kind of like the main switchboard number and has to like get the lady to believe he's the president. Which I love that line. 
I am the president of the United States. Trace the call. Trace the call. <laughs> I'm the first lady. Call. <laughs> that is a line I often yeah. say. I am, I get pissed at people. I am the president of the United States. And then I'm trying to remember he he needs like a dis- diversion or distraction because he tells him to fire a missile at the plane, right? Yeah, because he has a someone captured he, him for a hot second. Yeah, because he's got like someone's got like a gun to his head and their or to his back and they're walking. He's like, oh yeah, if you just. You know, don't worry about getting the plane shot oh, at because it'll right. just knock us off our feet. That's all, right? Because oh, right. he's like, he's trying to tell the White House what to do. Can we talk right? about that for a hot second? <laughs> yeah. So they obviously are looking for the president. Yeah. He tells the guy that captured it, hey, I am the president. Why isn't the guy at that point screaming, I have the president? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Unless they, like, they really believe that he's not on the plane at that point. I, I don't know. I also like, because it's right around this point, that... The vice president is fighting with the secretary of defense. And the secretary of defense is trying to make this argument that, listen, we can't let capitalist Russia get taken over by the commies again. So if it means the plane has to go down, that's a sacrifice we're willing to make. There is no way on God's green earth that people are going to be like, wait, the president and the leaders of the strongest nation in the world are being held captive? Fuck it. We'll let them die because we don't want Mother Russia to come back as communists. There's no way that conversation is going on in real life in the Situation Room. Like, we'll just let the president die. He would have been okay with that. Like, what? No. Well, that's why they tried to uh, they tried to invoke the 25th Amendment, though, right? Uh, kind of. You're probably going to get to that. Sorry. I was... You already mentioned it. Uh-oh. It's already here. Uh-oh. I'm a damn social studies teacher. What the fuck? Uh-oh. How, how do you not know that if the president is incapacitated, the VP takes over? Right? Like, the Secretary of Defense does not have any say in this. Or Secretary of State, I think it was. Because technically, the Secretary of State would be fifth in line. Okay? Like, they're still... Uh, the Speaker of the House and the Senate pro tempore that would take over after the P- VP. So why in the fuck this movie is trying to convince me that the Secretary of State is going to be in control if the President cannot serve his job? Fucking drives me nuts. <laughs> Whoa! See, I took it. I took it as because his whole point was because it's a military situation, he would be the one in charge, right? No, that's not how well, it works! No, 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 that's called on. a military coup! No, no, but, but <laughs> that's my point, is he's pushing so hard for this to happen, yet if she signs it, she would actually be the one in charge. So I never understood, like... I don't know. Okay. I, I Because he talks about how she's incompetent to do the job, and that's why he needs to take over. But you're right. Like, if, if the document's signed, she's technically in charge. So why are you pushing so hard for it? So why are you pushing so hard? <laughs> because then he should also know that, oh, there's Congress I have to worry about, too. Like, who the... Like, what the fuck? Well, it's only a, you know, a two-hour movie, so you have to... <sighs> now, I will say... Uh-oh. So because this pissed me off so much, I did a little bit more research. Because history is a fickle friend. Apparently, so in 1981, Ronald Reagan was shot, right? He was attempted assassination, and he was in serious condition, which I didn't know was actually that bad. I thought it just, like, grazed his shoulder when he was um, had the assassination attempt. So he was in serious condition, and I don't remember who it was, but the Secretary of State at the time made this argument huh. that I should be president. And it was like, n- no. It no, doesn't that, work that way, bro. That, that's George H.W. Bush <laughs> if this happens, because he's the VP. And the argument was like, Bush was in like Texas or something. That doesn't fucking matter. Like, you're next in line. This has been history talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now uh, I'm done with that rant, though. 
Okay. Right. Everyone take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, so uh, he kills another one of the bad guys, uh, tells the people on the phone, don't give into their demands, and they're like big plan for dealing with him as they lock him in the basement of the plane. He kicks ass. I mean, Harrison Ford's doing a pretty awesome job. It's said in the movie he's a Vietnam vet. Yeah, too, that so. comes in. Yeah. He's like a Medal of Honor winner, and he yeah. served to Vietnam. That was forced information put upon us, too, how that was. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think they had to explain something. They're like, well, we got to say something so they figure out why he's <laughs> well, killing yeah, all these cool. terrorists. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, well... They're like, no actually, he winner. might be our biggest weapon on the plane because they don't know it's him, and it could be the you know the element uh, of surprise. Element of surprise, and he's a badass, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Gary Oldman he kills the press secretary in kind of a brutal scene. Yeah, uh, Gary in Oldman in front of the the, the first lady and, and the, the first daughter. daughter yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Harrison Ford locked in the basement. They, he calls again, and they t- basically talk him how to dump all the fuel out yeah. of the plane, which works because they start. Dumping the fuel out of it. Yeah, um, I like yeah. with the the wires. Red, white, and blue. Red, 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 white, and blue. blue. Yeah, right. Because he's got red, white, and blue, and then yellow and and green. green yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman calls him as like, hey, you got to send one of your refueling planes up here, and they yeah. do. Um, at this point, the president gets up into the main room. He kind of gets into the room where all the hostages are, takes out a couple bad guys, gives a gun to Xander Berkeley, which I'm like, <laughs> don't do that, dude. He's a bad guy. Yep. Um, but it, it, this is another thing I guess isn't in Air Force One, but there's a, a room in the back that just is covered in parachutes. And William H. <laughs> Macy is like, hey, if we can get the plane down to, is it 15,000 feet? 15,000 feet. We can parachute out and get everyone out of here. But they need to let them know somehow to get the plane down there so they send a fax (laughs) wait what's that (laughs) (laughs) they send a fax to the situation room telling them this and it's like a big thing because you're like oh we don't know if they got the message and it's like really because the way the movie plays it out is they're in the situation room they're all sitting there and talking and you see a a shock yeah Yeah, it pans back that the fax is just sitting there yeah so there really is no proof ever that anyone actually saw it it was probably the same guy who was running back and forth saying Air Force One's on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So uh, there's like a little like side blurb where there's like a news report on TV about like, oh, uh, Air Force One has crashed and there's all these rumors. So the VP gives a speech and is kind of like, hey, tells the truth about the president getting kidnapped. Which is another thing. There is no way. If something this intense happens, there is no fucking way the government is going to go on TV and say, yep, (laughs) Air Force One's held hostage, everybody. We might have fucked up, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Please pray for us. They would cover that shit up. In fact, maybe this has happened in real life before. We would never (laughs) know. All right? This is like Kennedy assassination bullshit here. So, uh, the, sorry, the, this is really right. <laughs> so the fax goes through cause the refueling plane shows up and they're like, Oh, we need you to drop to 15,000 feet. So they do. People start parachuting off the plane. Um, then like through a circumstances of event, I think some bad guys show up and they start shooting. I don't know what happens, but the refueling <laughs> plane blows up. <laughs> oh my I know God. That's that blow up. So yeah. the, the, on the screen, it shows that the parachute ramp open and it says yeah. parachute <laughs> ramp, which I don't think it actually would say that on it. <laughs> then they, they go, they blow it up and I know they have to get off the plane, but how safe is it to really parachute at 15,000 <laughs> feet at night where you have no idea where right. the hell you're well, at? I'm thinking like, aren't with, they flying over like... With people that have never parachuted before. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way in hell some of those government leaders are going to know what to do. And because what? William H. Macy, it's, it's like, like 10 seconds. Of, if you yeah. don't, if you don't, if it doesn't work, pull this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, you're good. Go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just pull that. Jump out and pull it. Like, okay. 
right? Like that's not gonna fucking work. Like how do you land? Like how do you how do you brace your feet so you don't break your legs? Right? Like there are so many issues to just listen, jump and fall. You'll be fine. They're so happy they make it, and then they realize they like land in the desert surrounded by nothing. Yeah. Maybe William H Macy was a communist in the movie too. That was his. But he's like, listen, if, if we can't make this work, we'll we'll convince the government to jump out of the plane and I won't tell him how to handle the parachute. <laughs> so, not to derail, but like, what what was William H. Macy's like position? What was his no idea. character role? Because like he was kind of like some he military like some sort of officer, Air Force right? looking yeah, yeah, get up or something. He looked like know. he was in the Air Force, but then he, he didn't know how to fly a plane. Oh, so. right, yeah. <laughs> I, I was confused I too. Know. His name is Major Caldwell. Yeah, he got he got a lot of work in the back end of the movie for a while. I'm yeah. like, why is he in this movie? He I had like know. one line, and then he kind of got some more work right. at the end. He's a closer. I do want to bring up another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really worked out for him in the end too. Another thing I want to bring up. All right, I'm curious what your thoughts are. So, like when I'm watching this, like w- the the second time when. Uh, Gary Oldman like opens up the door to grab the next hostage. Only two terrorists open the door. There are 30 people in that room. Like, couldn't they have devised some sort of plan? Bunch of pansies. Where they could like <laughs> jump them as soon as they hear the door opening? Like, thing. like literally, like, all right, 10 of you get right at the door. The other 20 of you block the first lady and Operation the daughter. Human shield. <laughs> right? Operation Human Shield. And as soon as that door gets open, jump the fuckers. Like, that would have... Movie over! So it would have been done! So then when the president actually gets in the room, they actually jump and kill him by mistake. <laughs> but they didn't know what was going on at that time. If only you were there, Sphinx, to lead these people. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. I think that's what I would have told the group. Like, we're all going to die. Because Oldman is is announcing his intentions over the PA on Air Force One, so they know like every half hour he's gonna come and kill one of them. And he proves it by shooting, you know, the national security officer right in the fucking head. It's like Right? Like I like how, I come, mean, how come none of these officers are devising a plan in the situation room of Air Force especially One? Especially because I Like still, shouldn't they be rolling through like some options here? Like Well, there were still Secret Service agents, I think, still in the room yes! that so yeah, there were definitely people in there that were trained to uh, <laughs> devise a pen into a you know a knife, <laughs> right? Something like MacGyver, some shit, right? Like they're or just, just pick up a there. chair and hit them with it, right? <laughs> like turn the chair cushions into armor. <laughs> You, I mean, uh, you make good points, but it's a movie designed for Harrison Ford to be the <laughs> yeah, hero. So. Oh, damn it. Common sense. There yeah, we go. I, I it's know. thrown out the window because it wasn't in the script. Um, <laughs> after the refueling plane blows up, uh, Gary Holdman... Gary Holdman. <laughs> Gary Oldman gets his hands on the president. He gets captured. Um, he's really mad at the president for killing his man, which I was like, get over it. You killed a lot of people, Gary Oldman. But anyways, um, president's like, hey, I'm not going to release Raddick. And then Gary Oldman's like, well, I'll shoot your daughter. And he's like, okay. (laughs) So he calls the Russian president and they immediately are like, all right, we'll release him now. Uh, There's more of that. Which that is like, action wise, or yeah, like acting wise, like it's a good scene. Like Gary Oldman does a pretty good job in this movie. Like, even though this movie is batshit crazy, I would say the acting yeah, yeah. held up. Like, Harrison Ford does a great job. Um, you know, like, there's there's a lot of good acting going on. Um, they were saying that, like, Gary Oldman, like, turned it on. 
So oh, like when they weren't shocker, right? When they weren't <laughs> filming, he was like goofy and silly and like fucking around and stuff. But as soon as they said action, like he just like went stone cold, like you know, terrorist. Scary person. Gary. Scary Gary was his nickname on yeah. set. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um. So there's more of that kind of drama at the White House where the VP's like, well, I'm not going to sign this thing to take away his powers, blah, blah, blah. Raddick gets released, but then Gary Oldman's like, hey, psych, I'm actually not going to release you and your family. Yeah. I lied. So the president... <laughs> oh, yeah, I lied. <laughs> the president's been trying to get loose this whole time with a piece of glass. He gets loose. He kills Spider-Man's landlord. <laughs> like, stuff goes down. Gary Oldman takes off with the president's wife, and they find him in the basement, and he's throwing all the extra parachutes out of the plane. Um, and that's when the president gets a hold of him and kind of beats the crap out of him. And, like... How to explain what happens? He wraps like a cord around his yeah, neck, some sort of strap that was kind of connected to the plane, in yeah. part of a cargo net or something. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And then he says the famous "Get off my plane!" Get off and, my plane! And he pulls the ripcord on the parachute, so the parachute comes out and whips him backwards. And because his neck is wrapped around the thing, like breaks his neck, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's like the shot of him like dead, like parachuting down to the ground. Now it's at this point where I look and I'm like. Hmm, there's still like 24 minutes left in this movie. Because I really thought that was the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, movie's over. And I'm like, wait, what? What? I did not remember at all. Um, well, he's got to run and call Petrov because they got to capture Radic or yeah, they got to capture Radic and they, shoot his ass. Yeah, they cancel his release. He still tries to get to his troops and get shot and killed in the process. He, and didn't, it, he didn't run that fast no. to the helicopter. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. And it's at this point too where I see Xander Berkeley take one of the guns off one of the dead guys, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy in this movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, President flies the plane. They turn with around. William H Macy. With William H Macy, uh, some Russian MIGs come after the plane. Uh, <laughs> Which, that- all right, another conversation <laughs> right here. Right, it's Air Force One. If a fucking foreign country is about to attack Air Force One, you are calling war against the yeah, United well, States. That's a good point. But, <laughs> well, that's true, but they do say that, that they were they were like people that were loyal. It wasn't like Russia sent them. They were people loyal to that loyal general. To Radic, Radic. If I know anything about my American history, you fuck with us, we will destroy <laughs> you and your country, regardless of who is responsible. So sorry, Kazakhstan. I know we just killed your dictator leader, but now we're gonna nuke you. That's exactly right. Fair. That's the American way. Okay. No, we didn't. Russia <laughs> killed him. That's, That's fair. true. <laughs> so then, this is kind of one and of my. They do like high five and stuff, and it's pretty cool. They are pretty psyched <laughs> about it. Uh, it is kind of one of my favorite sequences when the American jets say like drop their fuel and they're like, "All right, let's go, boys!" Yeah, yeah. And they here. drop the tank. Or yeah, they say they start taking out the MIGs. Uh, the the Air Force One gets hit with the missile. There's that ridiculous thing where the plane jumps in front of the missile <laughs> that takes the missile. Not possible. <laughs> um, so no, Top Gun taught me that could happen. <laughs> so Air Force <laughs> Air Force One is apparently so damaged that they can't land it. Yeah. So they aren't going to do this mid air rescue where they another plane comes in. And like they send over ropes. Cause <laughs> you're the engineer here. <laughs> I'm watching this I'm, scene and I'm like, did gravity <laughs> stop happening? Here? Well, no, like they literally, like a guy jumps out of the back of the rescue plane and Which he's is just higher like, he, than yeah, the... and he's like literally just like being dragged in the air by the plane and like. And they're just like reeling him out to Air Force One. And yeah. like, they're just 
flying the plane so that he basically just like thuds against the windshield and kind of scales down the, the windshield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of scales down the side of the plane and then you know inside the open door. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, let me hook up this rope and let's let's zip yeah. line back and forth. You can't. You're fucking thirty thousand feet in the air. You can't just. You just can't zip line like that. Like it just doesn't. Well, it, it can't work that way. I think Wolfgang Peterson has something to say about that because that's what they do. But the the Air Force One is still losing fuel, so it's still crashing. They get like everybody across because, of course, the president's like, "Well, send the guy that got shot. Send my wife and daughter first. No. And they'd be like, "No, yeah." <laughs> yeah. But then, but then it's like, "Oh, the plane's gonna crash. We only have we're only gonna be able to get one more person across." But Xander Berkeley and William H Macy and the president are still there. They're gonna take the president, but then bad guy Xander Berkeley shoots the paratrooper guy, and he's like, "I'm gonna get off this plane." Him and like William H Macy tussle a little bit, and he shoots William H Macy, um, yeah. and then the president makes it out. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, backing up here. Well, what was what was Xander Berkeley's? What's he gonna say when he hopped out the <laughs> other plane without the, the president? The president was like, "Listen, listen, dude, you go. I appreciate it." Right? Like, how was he gonna have that on. conversation? Like, he, he, he wanted to stay. Well, and that's like, and that's like where, like, it's literally right when. When he shoots the rescue guy and then shoots William H. Macy and, and you know, Harrison Ford's like, it was you. Oh, no, I guess William H. Macy said that right before he yeah. shot William H. Yeah. Macy. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and Harrison Ford's like, I trusted you. And he's like, and so will the next president. Yeah, he does say that. <laughs> well, so if that's the case then, like, there was probably still a way for him to get off the plane with the president and still no one know that he did it and be fine. I don't know, though. What, wasn't everyone watching, though? Like, wouldn't yeah, they have they were, seen the gun, the gun and the they shooting? Were kind of far hey, away. what the hell happened to the paratrooper when he, <laughs> got, oh, he got shot? Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, right, like when you ask, what happened to the paratrooper? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. He got shot, don't worry about it. Wait, what? Nothing. <laughs> so anyway, so the president ends up getting off. He makes it over to the other plane, and then, like, the most terrible-looking, like, plane crash ever. It looks oh, really bad when yeah. it crashes. The special effects overall in this movie do not... Subpar. Yeah, well, they do not play Especially that well. plane crash. It looks super bad. And yeah, I, it does. And maybe I got... Because I thought the exact same thing. Like, that, that whole, like, just, like, that water crash looked so bad. Like, that was really Horrible. the only thing I noticed, though. But when I was reading, like, about it just tonight, like... I got the impression that actually a lot of the filming was done with real planes flying. Yeah, like, that's what I kind of like thought those too two, from reading like that it. That rescue scene like was actually filmed with two planes flying. Yeah, like, I was surprised like, to read that too. Yeah, yeah, like that. You know, the 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 transferring of people was all CGI. <laughs> yeah, but like there was actually like two fl- planes. I'm like, really? Like I would have thought that was all. But you they might have edited it or... to cut the space in between. To make it look like they were closer together. Like, that's an easy editing tool I feel like they could do, even at that time. I yes. think I read, though, that yeah. they actually were very close. They were really it was, close? Maybe it was that either the be. refueling, or, but I feel like it was actual, like, the actual rescue Well, scene. The, real fuel, the refueling is a real thing. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. might have legit, like, done that. I mean, the fucking movie had an $85 million budget. That's I true. Mean, but I don't know, like, why you wouldn't just film that, like, in a studio. <laughs> I, that's a great question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you're not wrong there. Just get two fucking plane models and, and pretend so to do go, it. Going back to the the budget being a big budget, well, yeah, you had to buy so many fucking planes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I think a lot of that probably was on screen, though, with Harrison and everyone else, yeah. though. Yeah, loaded cast, for sure. 
And then it kind of ended, right? Like that's yeah, that's it. Like the president gets rescued, everyone's happy. End of movie. We're done. So yeah. I mean, that's it. It kind of like ends a little bit abruptly there. There's no kind of aftermath. He yeah. makes it to the plane. The end. Yeah. The vice yeah. president tears up the uh, 25th Amendment. That's and right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, going back to Glenn Close, uh, I guess when she read the script, she um, she refused because there was a. It, it told her that she needed to like like have a breakdown and start crying and bawling her eyes out and she says like I'm not going to do that. I like, did if see I, that. If I'm the vice president, like I'm not going to do that. Like she has a little bit of a tear when the national security officer gets shot, but I kind of liked that. Like a little bit early female power 1997 like yeah, tough but, ass. But the power when during the negotiation scene for the refueling where he was like I'm going to kill someone every minute <laughs> until yeah. I get someone and she was like yeah, plan's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I mean, I think I covered everything that I had on my plate. I don't know about you guys. The, the last thing I had, because LPJ is not with us, is I, I did find a role reversal. Okay. For Harrison Ford. Oh, I saw. President I think Marshall. I saw this too. So there's two of them. So I'm curious what you guys think. Like if they would have done a better job. So the first one was John Malkovich. Uh, I don't like that one. Maybe it's Gary. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like John Malkovich to me always always like a villain. Um, so I feel like he wouldn't work as the president. Like he would definitely work as as Gary Oldman's character. And then if he did that, he couldn't have done uh, Con Air. That's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, he said he he turned it down because he was doing Con Air. And then the other person I had was Kevin Costner. I think he I could, just saw that. I yeah. think he could have been the president in this movie. I could I could see that. I don't mm. see the action of Kevin Costner though. I see it. I Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You don't think he can do action? Dude, that was seven years before. I don't know. I think he could do it. Can I ask you a question about that real quick? Yeah. Robin Hood, sure. Well <laughs> accent wise throughout this movie. Yeah. Them talking like, you know, it's supposed to be from Russia. Yeah. I think it was probably better than a lot of movies, specifically bringing up Men in Tights, where Cosner's accent like disappears like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Not Men in Tights, Prince of Thieves. The Prince of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Men in Tights is Mel Brooks. <laughs> well, the accents changed a lot in that one, too. That's true, too. But I, I thought that was actually like pretty decent, where it was somewhat believable that they were from yeah. Russia. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Yeah, I thought they all did a good job there. Uh, Kevin Costner turned it down to do the postman. That so. was that I was a bad that, yeah. call. Yeah, oops. <laughs> when are you guys doing a pot on that? <laughs> uh, never. <laughs> Absolutely never. Never say never. Well, I'm gonna say, all right, I will not be on that episode. I'll <laughs> tell you fair. that much. All uh, right. We ready to rate this? I think we are. All right. All righty. Well, We've got our two guests with us, so... <laughs> oh, they're still here? Yeah, they're still <laughs> here. Who wants to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I I did, I did like this movie. I thought it was actually a very good movie, and despite all of like the laughing and ridiculing we've been doing <laughs> during this kind of session, like I actually thought it was a very good movie. Um I'd give it. I'd give it four machine guns. I, I think it's like. I think it's like got a <laughs> lot of action. Yeah. Right. I read like a, you know, pop quiz. Maybe we'll do a quick pop quiz. Oh shit. Uh, pop quiz. Hot shot. What's the body count in this movie? Forty-eight. Yeah. Body <laughs> count. Nice. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. This is an action movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was good. I'll give it. You know. Sure. There's a lot of unbelievable stuff, but. 
that does not make a bad action movie, as yeah. you know, several other movies will attest to. So yeah, I'll give it four machine guns. Okay. I think it truthfully probably is closer to like a two and a half, like three. <laughs> However, I have such fond memories of this. <laughs> like when I was younger, like I literally watched this movie so many times. Wow. I'm gonna have to give it like four. Okay. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll go next. I, I'm not too far away from you guys. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was a really fun watch. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It is maybe a little more ridiculous than I remember. And it definitely, like, I when Gary Oldman died, it was like, movie over. And I was so <laughs> shocked that there was another, like, basically half hour. But overall, I still thought it was fun. I mean, it, it, it's a movie that gets you fired up, like, intentionally, obviously, to be American. You're like, yeah, kick his ass. He's the president. <laughs> like, it kind of gets you, like, going like that. But basically, the whole movie movie is just like Harrison Ford ducking behind doors and stuff, but you still get really psyched. So I'm going to go with three and a half machine guns for it. Yeah. I, You're a torpedo in our <laughs> Here comes the historical inaccuracies. No, I, listen, I, you know, I mentioned in the beginning of the episode that, you know, because when you mentioned like the Rotten Tomato score, it was high. And like, I, I kind of agree with them that for what it is, like it is, it's, it's a fun movie. Like it's it's batshit crazy. Like there is so much of this that isn't believable and is governmentally inaccurate. But you're all right. Like I enjoyed watching it. I had fun seeing it and laughing and being like, "This is fucking insane." But uh, I I'll give it three machine guns. Like that's as high as I'm gonna go on this guy. That's good. I mean, overall, yeah, this is the one. If you if people listening haven't seen this one, definitely check it out. It's worth it. Worth a watch for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a very fun movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but yeah, that's that's where I'm gonna go on that. So, all right, there we go. Yeah, Air Force One. <laughs> We've been talking about this movie for a while on the podcast, so yeah, I'm think, happy it was one that we finally hit. Yeah, for I sure. think LPJ is actually a little bit upset. Yeah, he, he might have been be a little bummed he couldn't be here for the sun. So. But that's his fault, not us. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, as always, uh, Josh and Kaz. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much yeah, for being thanks. with us. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it was thanks a great for time. having us, guys. Yeah, and I like how you guys together. I think we were at my house for Thanksgiving and. They were trying to decide on what movie they wanted to do, and this one popped up, and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, I, I got a message from you on Thanksgiving Day, and it's like they're doing Air Force One. And I was like, "Yes!" Yep, that is exactly how that went. Uh, so we are Gamezilla Media, uh, and we are the Last Action Podcast, coming to you every single Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, but nearly every day of the week, we have other shows. So, like Hovercraft Joe, what else do we have? Well, like you said, we come out every Monday. Yep. Uh, Tuesday, you can uh, see live the actual Gamezilla Media or Gamezilla. Yep. Sorry, and then I think it comes out uh, in podcast form on Tuesdays. Correct. Yeah, they they live stream on Mixer on Monday nights, and then you can listen to them on Tuesday. Uh, and then, uh, man, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Wednesday, uh, you get Noobs and Dragons. Correct. Yep, Noobs and ja- Dragons with uh, LPJ and I. Uh, then Thursday, Legend of Retro, which I was recently on. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So Very that's nice. uh, the retro video game podcast. A lot of fun. Uh, and then Sundays, you have Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons uh, kind of episode-by-episode walkthrough. Yeah, absolutely. And I've also recently been on that uh, show as well. So if you're enjoying Hovercraft Joe, LPJ, and I, we are on some of these other podcasts that you can... Crossovers! That's right, that you can (laughs) listen to. 
Um, and if you would like to support us as we're trying to keep the bill, you know, trying to keep paying the bills and keep everything operational here, uh, please head to patreon.com slash Media. There's a $1 or $5 a month tier. It's only a couple bucks. Uh, we'd really appreciate the support and the help. And we, we hope you've been enjoying the shows. And as we often say too, like reach out to us on social media. For if there's sure, a movie yeah. you want us to cover, you know, we're always looking for, for ideas. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, so just something we can have you guys do for us. All right. Well, with that, we are not going to play our <laughs> traditional theme that's going to send us out. Uh, Hovercraft Joe instead requested this dandy from Nelly. Nelly. 